The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. This is the 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Less than an hour, your word of the day to win your way into Montego Bay. That's exciting. It is exciting. Hey, if you, uh, where would you like to go, Jay? It's your show. It's our show, man. Well, today it's your show. I'm taking off in about uh, 20 <laughs> minutes down to Calgary. I'll be listening to you, though. I always enjoy the afternoon news. No, don't do yeah. yeah, I don't know why you don't like that. I really enjoy it. <laughs> okay. I do. I enjoy. Well, I'm glad you enjoy. It. I, I do. I find really you. Good. It's it's different listening to you on the radio than it is sitting I never across from you. To you. You know that, eh? And I'm fine with that. <laughs> I wish you would. I would take your constructive criticism. <laughs> do you know what I actually really enjoy? If I'm being totally honest, is I know exactly how the show runs. So I know exactly what time. I know it doesn't always seem like I know exactly what time <laughs> we're supposed to do things. I do. Sometimes yeah. I get caught up in the yeah, conversation. Yeah. So I know when something doesn't fire properly mm. or if you don't throw at the right time. Mm. And it just, I find that entertaining because that's live radio. Yeah, but it rarely happens when I'm on No, control. exactly right. That's why it's <laughs> such a treat when it does. <laughs> I guess we could leave it at that. Yeah. What would you like to talk about? Ticketmaster? Sure. Here's the newest on Ticketmaster. So you know the deal, right? The Toronto Star and CBC did an undercover investigative report, and it kind of blew the doors off the proposition that Ticketmaster was doing everything within their power to stop scalpers. It was learned, in fact, that not only do they not try and stop them, they provide them with software to be scalpers, and they encourage the practice. Why? Because they double dip. Uh, they get a commission when they sell to the scalper in the first place, then they get a, another commission when the scalper sells to you. So this flies in the face of everything, I, as I say, that they've claimed in the past. So I didn't know this, um, but apparently there's a group, uh, what do they call those, group action Class action. Class action suit. Yeah, thanks. Mm. Class action suit against them that was launched in Saskatchewan. Uh, but now there's another one that's been launched in Toronto. So uh, this is as a result of that uh, undercover investigation. So a Toronto law firm has launched a $250, $250 million class action suit um, alleging the company practices uh, in false or misleading misrepresentation. So you might ask yourself, we must have some legislation with regard to this somewhere along the line at some level, and it turns out we do. So the Competition Bureau, that's who's in charge of that, uh, their spokesperson said today, we're looking into the matter and examining whether this type of conduct could fall within the Competition Act. So now we're starting to talk about mm. you know, lawyers and laws and what's going to happen with Ticketmaster. But I did learn something today. Um, something called drip pricing. Have you ever heard of it? I've never heard of that. Nor had I, so I looked into it. That was a smaller rabbit hole I went down this morning. So price dripping, they call it, uh, which apparently uh, the Saskatchewan lawsuit alleges that Ticketmaster does as well, is something that I think we all know that everyone does, but we've never put a term to it or we've never really thought about, hey, that's right, that's not fair. I was going to say something else. Drip pricing is where you go, hey, all tickets are $25, or tickets are $25, mm. or, or you can get your front row seats for $50. 
So you go online and, to Ticketmaster, and lo and behold, wouldn't you know it, uh, you can actually buy a ticket. So that's a rarity as is. But you go, and they're $50 ticket, a plus a $2 handling fee. Oh, okay. Uh, plus a uh, $3 transfer fee. Oh, all right. Plus a $45. You know what I mean? So you can't advertise that tickets are at a certain price if it's mandatory to pay three other things on top of that. So in the case of, and I tried to put it in perspective, so... I know with the tick, we, we deal with ticks on the square. If you go pick it up, you save money. If um, There's just various ways to get the ticket for exactly what the ticket says. But with Ticketmaster, there isn't. You're mm. always going to be paying more than the advertised price, and that's drip pricing. So that's just another thing that they've been accused of. My problem with this, or my concern is, is there anyone else? Like, Live Nation owns Ticketmaster, or vice versa. Um, if there's a whole bunch of legislation, I mean, I want them to continue operating. I just want them to operate honestly and fairly and with full disclosure. I just want the opportunity to get tickets when I when I want to go to a yeah. concert. And I think artists want that, too. I yeah. think entertainers want that as well. They mm-hmm. want their fans to be able to pay because you price the ticket yeah. at a reasonable price, yeah. right? I mean, people like Garth Brooks, they're big enough and powerful enough to stop scalpers, but lots aren't. Lots of real famous names are not powerful enough. They need Ticketmaster to sell their tickets. And I, you know, I thought about it from my perspective too. This, we're never going to be big enough for this to happen to us. But if a, a Ticketmaster bought 100% of the comedy festival tickets, yeah. as a promoter, I'd be like, great. Like, I don't have to worry every day about selling two or 10 more tickets, yeah. right? Um, but as an artist, not great. Because I want the seats filled and I want them at the price that I said because I know what the show's worth. So I don't want people paying $50 for a $20 show. So I would have a problem with that. I'm giving up control to a third party. And then to learn that they're double dipping, I'd be real pissed. Because that profit should go to the artist. If we're going to make that much money on a ticket, and if you can sell that many tickets at that price that money should go to the artist. I'm still staggered at the the price of some tickets that, that are out there. I'm like I, I don't know who's paying. Well, like when you hear about $2,000 I'm just saying like yeah. $500 a ticket Even for that. whatever. I was what are you talking about? I know. Times 2, and, you know, right? And then Unless there's you want VIP to go by tickets and yep. there's all that sort of stuff and you know this sort of stuff and I'm like for artists to have the, you know what, to even say, okay, but I guess as long as people keep buying them and they keep selling them out, then they're going to keep doing it. But it just is is mind-boggling to me. Well, it is, because when you think about it, like if you put it in terms of Edmonton events, right? So things at Rogers Place, perhaps an Oilers game or an Eskimo game, and it's a popular game or it's a playoff or whatever, and you end up paying $500 a ticket. Honestly, and I'm asking honestly, do you blame Ticketmaster or do you blame the organization? Like, uh, Eskimo tickets are $500. Well, no, they're not. Like, look at the ticket. I'll, that's what the Eskimos are getting for that ticket. It's Ticketmaster or whoever's selling them that's putting the money up. Dave's on the phone. Hey, Dave. Hi, how are you? How yeah. are you today? Good. You say uh, you've been in the ticketing business for a while? Well, I have. We Our, our firm does ticketing for... For if you've got kids in high school, or you've uh, if you've interacted with with uh, because your kids have attended a grad banquet, or maybe you've brought, bought in, uh, a drama or theater tickets uh, for for various schools, we do a bunch of that work across Canada. And uh, you know, so I, I'm obviously a little opinionated when it comes to some of this stuff, but but certainly um, certainly have a 
have a little bit of knowledge about the business after being in it for 10 years. So what do you make of all this Ticketmaster uh, fiasco? Well, you know, <laughs> Ticketmaster certainly has a, a strong relationship with many of the venues across the country, and, and they work hard to maintain that relationship. Where it starts to get interesting or intriguing is there's a number of, of Internet companies that, you know, like ourselves, that, that offer ticketing services. And, and because of, you know, it's, it's a little bit of catch-22, right? Like if you're, a, if you're Andrew Gross and you're doing a comedy festival, you want to make sure lots of people come to that comedy festival. So you want to make sure that you associate yourself with somebody that can bring in a lot of tickets, right? right. Yep. And that's what t- Ticketmaster has. So, you know, good on them and good on for the venues. The challenge is is how do you keep that open so Andrew Gross, for example, can make sure he has access to that information so that if he wants to go and sell tickets himself to the, that comedy festival next year, that he can get really great access to that information. And that's, that's where there's a little bit of disparity, not to mention the fact that even if you're an external ticket party provider and you go to a venue, you have to pay Ticketmaster a fee because they lock up that venue, right? And that's not good or bad. It's, you know, from, from a pure entrepreneurial perspective, that's probably good business on their part. And it does take a lot of money to put that investment in, and I certainly respect them for it. But the issue is, is when you start dealing with secondary ticket market markets and kind of going back and forth, that's where it starts to get, you know, in, for lack of a better term, real interesting. Well, particularly when you've publicly denied um, that that's taking place, you know, or not publicly denied that's taking place, but where you've taken a public position that you're fighting it, and then to find out you're actually facilitating it. Well, and, and if you've ever, you know, you've bought tickets, we've all bought tickets, and there's many kind of different ticket purchases that occur. Certainly, we know what it costs to deliver that ticket. We know that there's costs, and, and you know, to make, what's the old term, to make, a, uh, make good food takes good money and takes good time. Well, there's nobody's trying to stop Ticketmaster from doing what they do. It's just how do you create a fair and level playing field so that the consumer doesn't end up paying for everything, which isn't fair, right? And I can speak from experience, no, because we know what it costs to actually deliver a ticket, do some of those things with all the systems that are in place. And certainly, you know, there's there's room for improvement. We'll leave it at that. Yeah, absolutely. Dave, thanks for the call. Have a great day. Take Good it luck, easy guys. now. Thank you. My daughter won six-throw tickets to Justin Bieber. Face value was $687 each. Yikes. That was about two years ago. I told her enjoy because I'll never pay tickets at that price. That's yeah. Brian. Funny. Uh, I know another texter. Don't want to get into specifics, but somebody had said that a local venue said the tickets would be on sale on this day, but he found tickets available mm. on an American site. I've tripped across that as well. Mm. And I wonder myself, and I can only assume that they've been promised a block and so therefore they know they're going to have tickets but yeah i see that all the time when we buy vegas tickets um, to go to a show down in vegas you can find a half dozen sites that are all selling them at different prices mm-hmm. and some will reserve a seat and some won't so you know some probably have a deal where they fill out the singles or the bad seats another you know is actually selling yeah. on behalf of the venue i find generally speaking trying to deal directly with the venue is probably the last way I buy tickets. I almost always buy them from, for Vegas at least, Vegas.com or LasVegas.com. Yeah. It's just tickets are a funny business that obviously we don't all understand completely. Well, no, and any kind of the, I think it was an NFL ticket exchange that we did um, one of the last times when we were catching a Saints game. um, And 
And we just waited. We waited and waited and waited. And finally that last day, it went, and it was New Year's Day of all things, and we bought them that morning and the price came down dramatically. And it was just the owner of the ticket. He had, you know, eight pairs of seats in the Superdome and wanted to fill them. Yeah. And it was nice and easy. It was easy to do. Um, but I was worried about getting totally rooked. Yeah. That's something that was something was not something wrong was going to happen through that and i guess it's all verified through nfl ticket exchange you know you go through the verified right. account stuff but i was still worried because you're out a few, a few hundred dollars at that point let's be real any of us who are actually you know kind of average <laughs> yeah and you know we decide to shell out a couple hundred dollars to go to a concert or a game and to be honest with you i'm not going much over two hundred dollars like that's the yeah, very getting, very top pricey, end yeah. and that was for a saints game um then um i want to make sure that i get them in my hand right oh me too i don't i really don't like the i, I hold my breath so every nervous. time they scan that it's going to be one of the ones but you know the other practice that's been talked about a little but not a lot and maybe it's because it's unprovable. So I'm just going to say that off the top. It's unprovable. But the other thing is the practice of, and I know it's happened. I don't know if Ticketmaster does it, but I have my suspicions that it works like this. So you put the tickets on sale, you let the scalpers buy them, boom, they're gone. Mm. Now the scalpers raise the prices mm -hmm. and they set the price now, yeah. right? Yeah. So a $40 ticket is now a hundred bucks. Then you wait. And after the secondary market gets taken care of, you, you Ticketmaster, releases another 1,000 seats, mm. but the price has now been set at $100. Yeah. And so they come out with, hey, 95 bucks, and you feel mm -hmm. like you're getting a deal, mm -hmm. right? But it's all, that's shady. All of that stuff is really shady. They should, if Ticketmaster is your box office and nothing more, they should just go to the box office and be bought by fans. That's simple. There shouldn't be a whole lot of Well, you, you, know? you know what? We have great news for you today because you don't yeah. have to worry about <laughs> any of that. To have a pair of tickets to Justin Timberlake, the second show. He sold out the first show at uh, at Rogers Place. This one is for not right now. Uh, November 5th is uh, the concert date. We'll give away those tickets uh, before 5.30 this afternoon as well. 425, your word of the day. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.